Yo, 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 what it is, beautiful people. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you at in the world right now. I am the hostess with the mostest, your boy D Wood, and this is the Bringing the Wood podcast, man. And I'm so happy to be here late, hella late, dropping this uh, podcast, man. It was a long day today, but man, that's exactly why it's a fuck work Friday, bro. It was a long day, but I'm here. I got my papers in order, man, and I'm here to bring the sports love that we all need. It was a, a great past weekend of football for Thanksgiving and the Niner game on Sunday with the Ravens was a classic, man. Some good football played over the weekend, some big wins, some big losses, some tremendous upsets. We're going to get into all that. I'm even going to talk Cowboys in Chicago in they Thursday night game. They just had, what, yesterday. I'm going to talk about that too a little bit, but I'm definitely going to recap the games from last week to just get into that and get that out the way before we get into the juiciness of next week. I was supposed to have some guests here. My partner Aaron Horn and my partner Derek Williams, both big-time Raider fans. Definitely would have wanted to um, have them on, especially with the Titans and Raiders going up at it this week. So uh, shout-out to them. I, I wish they would have been able to make it, but they didn't. It's all good. You already know I'll catch y'all on the next one. So shout-out to my homies Derek and Aaron, man. Good dudes. Cats, but some good dudes. Where should I start, man? Let's 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 just go with the Thanksgiving games. The early morning game on Thanksgiving last week was uh, Bears Lions. Bears got a win, big win they needed, twenty four to twenty over the Lions. Trubisky puts together another decent game. He's trying not to uh, get cut for sure. It's a big win for them on a comeback win. Lions very short handed, no Stafford playing with their third string quarterback. Still was pretty competitive game, but uh, the Bears got a got a win and they still in the playoff hunt with that win. One of the ups, I don't even call it an upset. I picked the Cowboys to beat the Bills because they was at home. And uh, I was thinking that the Cowboys got an offense, got a defense. I really don't think the Bills have a good offense. So I was like, okay, the Cowboys defense to cancel out that Bills horrible offense. But the Bills have been putting together some drives, man. Uh, Josh Allen is, is definitely showing that he's a serviceable quarterback in the league. He's getting the games done. He's getting wins. They what eight and three, nine and three, nine and three. I want to say before I jump the gun. Yeah, they nine and three right now. So they definitely playing well. It was twenty six to fifteen. I couldn't even believe it. I definitely thought the Cowboys would play better, but the Cowboys definitely look bad this year. And obviously they lost last night too. So it's only getting worse. But we'll talk more about that later. But like I said, the Bills look good. Josh Allen makes it work. I I think he makes it work because he's not afraid to use his legs, and he goes out there and he'll get. 60 70 yards if he need to you know what i'm saying to to just to keep it keep the defense honest because he knows he's not a great thrower he kind of got that like poor man's lamar jackson going right now we're like look whatever y'all give me i'm gonna take and uh it's working bills are real close to being the number one seed in the afc whether you believe it or not man they got a big test coming up this week against baltimore too then the last game was uh saints versus falcons saints dominated falcons had no julio no hooper Obviously, the Saints, Beast, Drew Brees, and company, 26-18. It was a game might have seemed close, but, yeah, it wasn't that close. Saints looked really good. And like I said, the Saints got a big matchup this week against the Niners. This is some good football. These last, like, five, six weeks of, of the NFL should be interesting, especially with all the top teams being real close and then all the wild card teams being close on both sides in the NFC and AFC. So I'm definitely looking forward to this week's of games. What are, and then the Sunday games that happened already last Sunday, the Packers beat the Giants 31 to 13. The Buccaneers took care of the Jaguars 28 to 11. 
Redskins get another surprise win over the Panthers, 29-21. And it's crazy. may sound strange, but I just read something that the Redskins actually have a 1% to 2% chance to win the division and make their playoffs. That's how bad the NFC East is looking this year. That a team with, what, three wins? Literally could win out and potentially make the playoffs. Which... You know, probably not going to happen because we're talking about the Redskins. But the fact that this is possible at three and nine, they could literally still make the offs. It's a slim chance. Like I said, it's a one to two percent chance. I was reading it. So it's like it's a slim chance. But that just man, that's crazy. That's real, real crazy. Uh, The Browns had one job to do to keep my Titans playoff hopes alive was beat the Steelers. And they failed. They lost 20 to 13. It was it was horrible. I don't understand how you only scored 13 points. But the Steelers defense is playing really well. And it was kind of like, you know, a get back game with the Miles Garrett incident. And, you know, it was still some tension. So it definitely was a big win. Keeps the Steelers at 7-5 with my Titans. And they hold the tiebreaker right now because they got a better division record. But we still got the Jags, the Colts, and the Texans twice. So, like I said, we, we control our own destiny. So as much as I want it, the Browns to win that game, we got to continue to do our part and win the games that we can win. Uh, the Bengals, the probably second biggest upset of the of the weekend, second biggest upset of the past weekend would be the Bengals beating the Jets twenty two to six. I can't even explain what happened, but the Jets aren't that good of a team anyway. So I mean, I feel like the Bengals had a high chance. I still picked the Jets to win that game, so I was still wrong. But man, twenty two to six was a domination. Bengals showed a little life. I'm happy they got that win because they really didn't need to go on 16. I really don't like seeing on 16 teams. That's really not good for the NFL. Even if they only win one or two games, obviously, that's still not good either. But, man, 0-16, bro, is is tragic. And, like, even though that's the coach's first year, like, you still kind of want to fire them. Like, 0-16, bro, like, mm-mm. Where's your coaching at? Like, you got to show some coaching ability, even though they had a couple close games. But, yeah, nah. But the biggest upset of the whole weekend was the Dolphins beating Philly 37-31 and also coming back from down like 21 to win this game. So that was the biggest upset. I really hope the Dolphins draft a skilled player or offensive lineman or something like that in the draft with their pick. And I really hope they give Josh Rosen the chance next year. I'm hoping that's why they benched Josh Rosen so that he wouldn't be caught in this bad transition of teams and look bad and it could hurt him. Or kill his morale already worse than worse than what it already's been done coming from Arizona. So I'm hoping they give him one more chance. I really think Josh Rosen has talent to be a, has the talent to be a good quarterback in this league, but it, it comes with somebody actually believing in him and wanting him. So if if the Dolphins take a chance, that would be dope. I would hope so. Like I said, draft some players, add some talent, and then give him the chance next season to win it, to win the job and be the quarterback. But Ain't no telling. Depends on who's there when they draft, man, because anything's possible. And it's a bunch of talented quarterbacks coming out in the draft this year. Rams dominated the Cardinals 34 to 7. It was a blowout. Chiefs dismantled the Raiders 40 to 9. I'm not even going to break down the Raiders game this week. Just know Josh Jacobs had over 100 yards again. To me, he's rookie of the year, unless they give it to Kyler Murray because he's a quarterback. Or they give it to Garner Minshew because he's back at he's about to get the starting job back in Jacksonville. And maybe he puts up some numbers and wins a couple games. Then maybe they give it to a quarterback. But Josh Jacobs got my rookie of the year vote. He's arguably the 
minus the offensive lineman, probably the best player on the Raiders offense. You know what I'm saying? Like literally no disrespect to Derek Carr or Tyrell Williams or any of those cats out there balling. But Josh Jacobs as a rookie might literally be the best player on the offense. So that's big ups to him. And uh, good luck to the Raiders definitely this week. We know I need them to, you know, go ahead and take this loss to my Titans because both our playoff hopes is going to be riding this game coming up this week. Broncos beat the Chargers on a crazy game if you got to see it. If you've seen it, it was a good game. Uh, Drew Locke got his first start, rookie quarterback. First time even to get to play, let alone start. First NFL tick because he's been hurt with a broken hand or a fractured hand. And he was on the 10-week IR. Comes back in, puts together a game-winning drive. to kick the game-winning field goal to win the game. It was a shaky P.I. at the end called on uh, Casey Hayward. Him and Sutton got kind of tangled. Kind of. I wouldn't have called it. And I'm a DB, but it definitely wasn't P.I. But, hey, you know, it was still a great game. Drew Lockett wins his first game as the NFL quarterback. Shout out to the Broncos. I think he's a good quarterback. He showed a little promise. And all he can do is uh, just try to do the best. You know what I'm saying? This is his chance to prove that they don't need to draft a quarterback again. He can be their guy. And one game in, he's 1-0. So far, so good. The Sunday night game. Sheesh. That Patriots-Texans game, man. 28-22, to Texans won that game. But it was a little bit more dominating than that, man. The Texans was coming with it. The Patriots offense still is, is sputtering. It could be the targets. It could be the age of Brady. It could be the offensive line. It could be an abundance of things. You can kind of just pick what you want it to be. But to me, you know, like that's what kind of made the Patriots good. They never had these big marquee name players, but yet they always serve. And I think it's because literally Brady's man, he's a, he's a, he's a step, a step older, man. It's like, it's not the same no more. It's not the same Brady. He's 40. You know what I'm saying? So like he don't got the same zip. He don't got the same everything. So now he needs his players around him to be a little bit better. It used to be, it's going to be average guys who listen. Now he needs some talented dudes to listen. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, Father Time is undefeated. So I feel like Brady's they like if the Patriots win a Super Bowl, nobody's gonna be surprised. So let's not say let's not write off the Patriots because they lost two games. They still are a top seed in the AFC. Still potentially gonna host a playoff game. So I'm not gonna write the Patriots off yet. Definitely not. But I do like the Texans. I definitely wanted the Patriots to win the game, obviously. For division purposes, you already know I'm a Titan lover. So, of course, anytime somebody in the AFC South playing, I want them to lose. But I wasn't mad because I really don't like the Patriots either. So, it was like whoever loses, I'm going to be happy. And it is what it is because, like I said, at the end of the day, the Titans, we control our own destiny and trying to get in this playoff hunt. And Tannehill has been playing well. The Monday night game, your boy Danger Russ went out there on Monday night, put on another show against the Vikings. It was 37-30. to 30. Uh, Puts them in first place of the division now. I think they might be first in the whole NFC now with that win. Um, it's real tight, and it's gonna it's gonna put them even a little bit further ahead once the Niners and the Saints play this week. Because now one of those teams got to take a loss, which will just get them another step ahead. One of these power teams to try to host that playoff game in Seattle come uh, playoff time. But we definitely gonna break down the two games that obviously I, I like to break down. I'm gonna break down my Titans. We we got a win over the Colts, 31 to 17. And I must say the game started slow. Started real, real slow for us. I didn't I, I was watching the game. Derrick Henry fumbled on the first drive, which is something he never does. So it definitely was a shock to the system. But we gathered it together. We put the drives together. I love 
Ryan Tannehill, not like love him the player, but I love the way they that he, you know, uses the offense. He takes the shots when he can. He was 17 for 22, 182 yards, two TDs. I don't like that we get we still getting sacked, man. Whether it's Mariota or Tannehill, we got sacked six times. We're not gonna be able to get sacked like this and continue to win games, man. And I don't know if it's the offensive line or the receiving core. It's one or the other now. I'm not blaming the quarterbacks no more. So that you know, I, it's 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 one or the other. It's either our receivers aren't getting open, or our offensive line ain't blocking, man. Because we ain't even throwing the ball a lot now. You know, you throw the ball a lot, you're successful. You're acceptable to getting sacked. We're not even throwing the ball like that, and we still getting sacked. So I'm like, something's got to give, and that's one of my my things that I don't like with us traveling. Going if we do make the playoffs, because obviously we're gonna have to travel somewhere to play, and I don't want us to get down. And now we got to throw that ball because we're we're very uh, easily getting we're very easy at getting sacked, and it's it's uh it's probably our biggest problem. Like I said, it's either that or our receiving core because our receiving core is still young, and Corey Davis is I hate to say it, he's not looking like a um, number one receiver. Unfo- not even unfortunately, AJ Brown, unfortunately because he's a rookie, but he's looking like our number one receiver. Um, he he makes clutch catches on third down. He's not he's. He just needs more time to develop. And uh, Corey Davis, man, I don't know. I'm thinking we definitely need to get us a deep threat, though, when draft time comes. We definitely need us a deep threat wide receiver because we don't have nobody that we can stretch the field with. Uh, we got the little young cat, uh, Raymond, who caught the 40-yard bomb. He's he's really fast. He's a 4-3 guy, but that's a he's he's like a like a gimmick receiver. Like, you know, he's just a deep threat or you throw him a screen. You know what I'm saying? He ain't really just no polished receiver out there that we can sit out there. And go make plays night in and night out. Derrick Henry, though, that's our bell cow. 26 carries, 149. Had a touchdown on the ground. He also, like I said, he had fumble, maybe even two. One of them was costly, man. Led to a 20-day touchdowns. But I, I, I love Derrick Henry. Uh, he's a feature back. As you can see, he's just showing the NFL, like, look, y'all, I can do this. I'm an every down back. Give me the carries. And he, he's, he, gets, he gets stronger as the game goes. His, he gets tougher later. And it's it's great. I love it. So it's like, but with us, the game has to be that close, though. Either we got to be up or the game got to be close because we got to be able to feature our best player. If we're down 17 points, we got to throw the ball. We can't throw the ball to Derrick Henry. It's not going to work. Not all the time. So we kind of got to play with the lead. We, we don't have this talented offense that can go score X amount of points just flinging the ball around. It don't work like that. We don't have talent like that. So that kind of be... That's kind of where I'm at with my Titans. So I, I like what we got. Like I said, my only plus is the more we play with Tannehill, the better he's going to get because I don't feel like we've had that much time to work with him because I'm pretty sure, like I said, he's practicing with the twos all year. He literally was practicing with the twos. He didn't get no one rep during during the summer, during the OTAs, or none of that because he was literally brought in to be a backup just in case Mariota either got hurt, which he always does, or if he just played so bad, we would put him in and just hope for the best. And right now... Tannehill's giving us his best, <laughs> and I'm I'm excited. Uh, the rookie AJ Brown had three catches, 45 yards. He led the team with catches and yards in the game. And I, I'm I'm want to lean towards our receivers don't get open enough, and that's why we get sacked because we run a lot of two man, three man routes where we only got two or three people going out for routes. We doing a lot of pass pro. So if those routes ain't open, we just holding the ball. That's how you get sacked, and I kind of that's kind of where I, where I'm at with it with us. In the way we play, and I kind of think those are our biggest, our biggest uh, hitches going forward in the season. 
We still got New Orleans. We still got to play New Orleans, which is a team that can score a lot of points. So we definitely, I don't want to get too far ahead because, like I said, we got the Raiders this week. But, you know, just thinking ahead on some of the other teams that we play because uh, we, we literally basically got to win out to make the playoffs because I don't know if the Steelers, the Steelers are playing really well and they schedule towards the end of the year. It's pretty favorable for them. So we got to, like I said, and continue to say, we got to just continue to win the games we can win and control our part. Whether other teams win or lose, we just got to make sure we win. And if we win, we'll be all right. For real, for real. Jacoby Brissett was 25 for 40, 319, one touchdown, also two picks. We sacked him three times. I truly do like our defense. I do think we too, too, uh, we give up too many big plays because Zach Pascoe had seven catches, 109 yards, was targeted 10 times. Doyle had another 73 with a touchdown. And I just think... I think if we don't get pressure, we give up the big play. So I definitely think it's a, it's a combination of both. We got to get a, ooh, excuse me, a better front. Pearl Landry ain't doing half bad. I think he got 10 sacks, which lead the team. Jeffrey Simmons, Drill Casey. We just need somebody. We definitely need somebody on the other side of Harold Landry because Cameron Wake definitely can only play like once every three or four games. Some games I don't even see him. I don't even know if he'd be just inactive or a healthy scratch or what. And we signed him to a three-year deal, bro, and he's only probably played in three games this year, maybe four. So that could kind of be a waste of money. I'm not sure yet, but like I said, I like the team, but we successful to to, to big plays, and that's because injuries in the secondary and our pass rush ain't that good. So we success we we, we get hit with the big play. Uh, we just signed Tremaine Brock. I mean, you know, I'm not ecstatic saying he's just this great corner, but between our corners, we got LaShawn Sims and Ty Smith. Shout out to Ty Smith for getting the returning the block field goal for a touchdown. But those dudes ain't covering like that. LeSean, Ty Smith is a special teamer. He makes his plays on special teams. LaShawn Sims is is a was supposed to be a, a better corner than what he is. He just he ain't fully, you know, just turned it all the way around. I'm not I'm not sure if he is. I think he's gonna kind of be that special teams rotational player, you know. Players get tired, somebody get hurt. You can come in and play a few snaps, but I don't think we need him out there four and five games in a row, which he's going to have to be because Malcolm Butler on IR. But signing Brock, I think, is a better pickup. I think he's a little bit more savvier. He can play some man. He can play some zone. He can get physical at the line of scrimmage. I think it's a better look for us, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, It's big for us. We got a big game coming up. Like I said, it's small when you look at the records, but big because we both still fighting for the playoffs with us and the Raiders. But I do like what my Titans got going. Like I said, big win on the big win on the road, and we split the series with Indy because they got us earlier at home. So we we had to retaliate to get this game. Bam, that's that's gone. Now we still got Jacksonville, and we got two shots at Houston still. And if we keep it up, man, the two games with Houston could possibly, you know, what I'm saying, have us fighting for the division, let alone a playoff spot. So tighten up and get the big bucks. I'm gonna take a small break to catch my breath. Sip some water, and then we're going to come back. I'm going to talk about that Niners game because that was – I like I like low-scoring games because I like defense. So the rain plus the defense plus all that was, was everything I wanted. It was a great game. Like I said, I'm going to take a little break, a little water break, pay a bill or two. You know what I'm saying? Check my traps. And uh, I'll be back shortly to um, talk about the second – that Niner game, talk about the Cowboy game that just happened yesterday on Thursday. And we're going to talk the games coming up this week. Again, it's the Bringing the Wood podcast. I'll be right back after this. 
Yo, 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 welcome back, welcome back. It's the Bringing the Wood podcast, and I am your host, D-Wood, up to no good. Man, I'm back. Had to take a little break and get some water. Your boy was getting thirsty in the booth. But um, I'm back to talk that game that we all had to wake up real early for, man. That 10 o'clock game, 10 in the morning, the game that everybody and their mama went to see, man. Two powerhouses, two of the best running offenses, two of the best teams in the NFL, that Niners-Baltimore game. Excuse me, and for the people who love some defense and love a, a, a dirty, grimy football game, and I mean dirty in a good way, you 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 missed the classic if you didn't watch this one. It was a real good game from start to finish. Uh, both teams showed some things that I like. Both teams showed some things I dislike. Uh, it was a great game. The Niners, whether you win or you lose, you still show that you're a great team, and the Niners definitely showed that today. Well, not today, but on Sunday. Sunday morning, Jimmy Garoppolo was 15 for 21, 165 yards. He also threw that touchdown to uh, Debo early in the game. He got sacked twice, but the bright spot was Raheem Mostert. Mostert, I don't want to slay that man's name, but he had 19 carries, 146 yards in the touchdown, all career highs, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the Niners running game proved to still be legit. And as you can see, I was expecting Tevin Coleman to get more carries, but I, I guess Cal Shanahan, which is that's what makes a good coach. He was like, you know what? Mozart's finding the holes. He's hitting the holes. I'm going to ride Mozart out because he definitely could have brought Coleman back in at any time. But I think he, like you said, I, I think he felt Mozart had the hot hand and he ran him and he and he ran well. And it showed that the Ravens are successful. I don't even know how to use that word, but they are vulnerable to <laughs> they are vulnerable to being ran off the edges, off tackle, because he kept killing them off the tackle. If you can steal that edge or open that little edge up in between the tight end and the tackle, he was killing them off tackle, both sides, left and right. So that was definitely a weak spot for the Ravens. Looked real susceptible to the run game. But on the other end, the Niners were also. But the running came from Lamar Jackson. He was 14 for 23. He threw for 105 yards and threw a touchdown. And he also had 16 carries for 100 yards, and he ran a touchdown. And, man, y'all know I'm Team Russ. I still think Russell Wilson should win the MVP. But Lamar Jackson, it's, I think you're going to get caught up. Not even caught up because I don't want to say it's like it's fake. But he's, you know, you're going to get caught up in just the way he goes about getting it done. The running, the throwing, the flashy plays, the big runs, the spins, the juking. It's like you can't deny that that's talent. And that's why I said if he does win MVP, it will be well-deserving. I'm not going to just sit here and say he don't deserve the MVP over Russ. I just think Russ definitely deserves MVP. I think he's doing more with what he has talent-wise. You know what I'm saying? We ain't saying he got one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like we they defense is it's serviceable. It's not great, but it's a good. But this team wins and lose on Russell Wilson. We ain't back when earlier Russ, yeah, it was, you know, the Legion of Boom, that Seahawks defense held him down and he would just come through and win the game. Now he has to win the get the lead, hold the lead, win the game, all of the above. And he's doing it. But like I said, Lamar Jackson, just what he does and the way he makes plays. It's something that you can't coach, man, and it's it's amazing. Mark Ingram also brought in 15 carries for 59 yards. So they're they're definitely still running the ball. Two teams that run the ball well came in this game and ran the ball well. I definitely think the rain took away from them trying to maybe throw a little bit more because they know teams are both so good at uh, running the ball and stopping the run. 
Mark Andrews had the only touchdown pass that was thrown by Lamar. It's always one of the tight ends, though, as crazy as it sounds. You, you already know. I was saying it's a few weeks ago, whether it's uh, Doyle or, or Hurst or Andrews. One of these tight ends going to go off. It's just whatever one you want to. And it, this week it was Andrews. Uh, but this game was more about the defenses on both both teams playing stout, uh, getting takeaways, strip sacks, uh, Lamar Jackson getting stripped in the open field. Like it was, it was a defensive game, and this still showed that these are two of the best teams in the NFL. I'm I'm not one of those dudes who don't think Jimmy Garoppolo could get it done. I'm a big Garopp fan. I think he's pretty good, and I think he's good enough to win games. I even think, depending on the game, if they're down, I think he's good enough. I don't know if the receiving core is going to be can hold up, especially if everybody's tripling Greg George, little like George Kittle. If everybody's tripling George Kittle, I don't know. You feel me? How that's going to work? But I definitely think he can throw the ball around and come back and, and lead a team back, especially with their defense playing so well, because that defense can rally two to three stops in a row to where your offense going to get the ball back quick. And I think Garoppolo is good enough to come back and win some of those games. Not all games, because some teams. You know what I'm saying? Are better than others, but I definitely think he's good enough, and I think he's proven it all year. You know, he started off slow, but hey, he's recovering from a tour ACL. What you think? It takes time, but I definitely think he's getting better and better every week. Uh, he's trying not to turn the ball over as much. You know, the offensive line, no matter who's in, he's not getting sacked, not too much. So I definitely still like what the Niners got going. Debo Samuel's is growing before our eyes and looking like a number one. I know they got Emmanuel Sanders. I like the Kendrick Bourne, dude. I like him in the red zone. I think he's there other than George Kittle. He's like their best red zone target is Bourne. I really like him in the red zone. He led the team in catches this game, two or three catches for 42 yards. But Debo Samuels, four targets, two catches, 41 yards. He had the, the bomb, the little the, the jump ball on fourth down over Marcus Peters for the touchdown. He took a reverse for 20 yards. Debo Samuels is just like that complete player they need. He's kind of like their Anquan Bowden. He like Anquan Bowden, but he got he got more juice. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's a little bit more shiftier, more quicker, but the same physicality. You know what I'm saying? When once he got the ball in his hand, it's all physical. It's like a running back now. He's no longer a receiver, he's a running back. So he still got that same Anquan Bowden physicality, but he's a little bit more shiftier, a little bit more burst, a little bit more downfield speed. So I definitely like what the Niners got in Debo Samuels. Great draft pick. We're still waiting on um Heard from Baylor to come back. Baylor slash Tennessee, the, the athlete. I don't even like to call him a receiver. He's an athlete. He did two years at Baylor as a running back. I mean, two years at Tennessee as a running back and two years at Baylor at wide receiver. So I definitely think he's a, the total package. And I definitely think when the Niners get him back and healthy, he's going to be a gadget player. Just another gadget player for Couch for Couch in the hand to play with and have out here tremendously looking like a superstar. Because right now, I mean, if you play on that Niners team, if you play on that offense, do your job. You can have a great game and you can be a starter. You can have starter potential. You might leave there and go sign somewhere because you're going to have too many good players. You can see whoever comes in is doing well. I don't even, I don't know what these guys' contracts look like. So, you know, I can't tell. I'm not, I don't know all that stuff yet. I'll know more of that when offseason comes. But I definitely like what they got. Niners are pointing up even after a loss to a great team, to arguably the best team in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So, it's still no no Niner fans don't um you know what I'm saying don't think this is the end of the world you know what I'm saying y'all lost in the and y'all missed a field goal that could have tied the game up took the lead so it definitely was a dog fight 
Definitely something y'all should be proud of. This was not a bag. It was, you know, an L. Nobody's proud of an L, but you definitely shouldn't hang your head on this one. You guys played well, played excellent. Man, it too much. It was just it's hard to stop Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Maybe if y'all get a second chance, if y'all see each other again, it's possible. I think it'll, you know, it could be this. It could be you know, that one. It'll be a toss up. I literally picked the Ravens to win that game because they were at home. I really felt like the home team would win that game. Those teams are that good, and they really like not the same team, but they 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 got the same style. Play defense, run the ball. It's just different styles of running, but same concept, and that's why they both ten and two heading into next week. And uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited. But before we even get into the preview of all the games next week, we already had a game that's already happened for week 14. And that was on Thursday. That was Cowboys versus the Bears. I had picked the Cowboys to win this game. Cause I just I just wasn't I'm just not sold on Mitch Trubisky fully yet. He definitely he up and down. I ain't gonna say he's not a franchise quarterback. I ain't gonna say that because he definitely played well enough last year to even be in this predicament right now so i definitely think he's good enough but i just felt like the cowboys were just a better all-around better team but we could i mean i guess we can kind of say that every week for the cowboys because they probably do have one of the most talented rosters from top to bottom so i guess i'm kind of a prisoner at the moment and just was like man look at the roster look at the bears roster cowboys need this win to you know stay ahead in the division it's a tight one and they gave it up and like I said, the score was close, 31-24, but the game wasn't close. They scored and they kicked the field goal late, scored a touchdown late, you know. So I'm not really sure how, how good the Cowboys really are. But right now they look bad. I think they might have beat one team over 500. I'm not sure, uh, you know, but they definitely look bad. You know, we can point the finger at, at coaching. We can point the finger at the players. I'm going to go all the way to the top. And blame Jerry Jones, man. I just I just think he's he's trying too hard to be the face of the franchise as an owner. And what owner is the face of a franchise? You know what I'm saying? But but let's get into the game before I get into the owner. Uh Dak Prescott was 27 for 49. I know they think this guy can throw it around, but fifth throwing the ball 50 times. I'm I'm just not a fan of it. Like if you ain't Breeze. Not no longer it was Brady, but if you ain't Breeze, Rogers, you know what I'm saying? Mahomes. Maybe you know what I'm saying? Like other than that, it's probably a few other quarterbacks I'm I'm skipping over. But like to me, like if you ain't if you ain't meant to throw like if you wasn't born throwing this thing around the yard 50 times, I don't think you should start doing it now. Especially when you got Zeke. He did have 19 carries for 81 yards. He also had two touchdowns. I'm not sure if, if like, I don't think Zeke's the featured back. Like, he's the lead dog. He gets all the carries. He got 19 carries. But I don't think they're giving him the ball to actually make shit happen, if you understand what I'm saying. Like, I just think he's getting carries because you got to run the ball. You got to run the ball at the end of the day. But I don't think they're running, running him to be successful to actually be a part of the game plan. It's just like, okay, we got to run the ball now. Y'all ain't running in the minutes, hand the ball off. We got Zeke. And it's making it look like he ain't worth the bread. And it, it sucks, man, because I definitely think he's still a very good back. But I think Kellen Moore, being young and innovative, I think he just kind of wants to lean on Dak. Maybe he's trying to help Dak get paid or even trying to just throw his name out there to be a good coaching candidate to show off his chances. Because I'm pretty sure 
if Jerry Jones fires Jason Garrett, the whole staff is going to be gone too. Even though I think Keller Moore showed, showed a little potential in the games, he showed it, but I just need to come with time, another year in the scheme, you know what I'm saying, working on it. But I definitely think they they tried too hard to make Dak Prescott the best player on the team. And I guess that's kind of how it goes because it's a quarterback-driven league and he asked for $200 million. So it's like, well, if you want $200 million, you're going to have to show me why you worth $200 million. And he ain't really showed it yet. He's going to still get $100 million because that's just the going rate for quarterbacks. But I don't think he he I don't think he'll be the highest-paid quarterback in the, when the offseason comes. They might even franchise tag him and try one more time and be like, let's see if he can do this again. And if not, they'll cut ties with him because ain't no point to play a person X amount of dollars if you don't think you're going to win with them. And that's 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 for anybody. If you don't think you're going to win with this person, what's the point of having him on the roster? Or paying him an excess amount of dollars. But um, that's my take on the Cowboys. Uh, like I said, 49 times, man, is is that's, that's that's a lot of throws. That's a lot of throws for a quarterback, especially a quarterback of, of Dak Prescott caliber. And I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback, but 50 times is just not not it. But the receiving core, his his weapons, his weapons make it so where you can throw the ball 50 times because he has enough receivers, tight ends, and running backs to where he can throw the ball 50 times. And, and you know what I'm saying? It should work. Michael Gallup, six catches, 109 yards. Coop had another six for 83 with a touchdown. Jarwin, six catches for 50 yards. And Randall Cobb even brought in another two catches for 40 yards. So he spreads the ball around. The receiving core is tremendous. Like I said, tight end and all. I like Jarwin. You got Jay Witten. You got the receivers. You got Zeke. They got uh, the rookie. They got, a, they got a talented, talented offense. And some days they put it together and some, some games they don't. So it's real confusing. The Bears, on the other hand, got a big win that they needed. They're still in the playoff hunt. I don't really think they're gonna get in because they kind of got a win out. And I don't, I, I don't, I can't see the Bears winning out. I think they still play the Vikings again. They still play the Packers again. Like I can't see them. I can't see them doing that. Definitely showed a little pizzazz. I was happy. I was happy they fed Montgomery twenty carries, eighty six yards. It's like you assigned the kid to be the feature back. Y'all let go of. Of uh, Jordan Howard, which I think was a mistake. We're all seeing that now that it was a mistake. Uh, so give the guy the ball. Y'all, y'all need a running back. That's what helps Trubisky out. He got to be able to play action. He's 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 in that um that Jared Goff realm. Like that's the new that's the new prototypical prototypical quarterback now. Is your Jared Goffs, your Jimmy Garoppolo's? Is these guys who like with a good run game? We can be dangerous off play action and make big plays because we got the arm talent. We can make all the throws, but we just need some help. And I, Trubisky's in that realm. So it's like, I feel like if they can run the ball and commit to the run, it'll open it up for him. And it happened this game. And that's why he was able to throw three touchdowns and even showed his legs off and ran for another touchdown. Allen Robinson, he's, uh, he caught two touchdowns. Uh, Anthony Miller caught another touchdown. They looked pretty good out there. Like you said, I ain't throwing no parade for the Bears for beating the Cowboys. It's, it's more, it, it looks worse on the Cowboys. Big win for the Bears, but a big loss for the Cowboys. Even though they still, what, tie for first in their division and could take solely the first place lead if Philly lose because there'll still be a game up on Philly. That's how bad the division is right now. And it's, it's, uh, it's sad. It's very, very sad. That division is definitely 
doing bad and potentially, man, with the way the Eagles and the Cowboys playing, bruh, they are messing around and make the playoffs seven and nine, y'all. And we'll be crying laughing. I think we'll be more happy with the Cowboys getting to the playoffs at seven and nine than them not making the playoffs at all. Because we would love to roast the Cowboy fans. Even though Cowboy fans would turn that 79 playoff spot into happiness because at the end of the day, they made the offs. And that's what every team want to do, make the offs. Because once you make the playoffs, it's, your record is 0-0 and you just got to win, what, two to three games. You know what I'm saying? So good luck to them in the upcoming weeks. It shall be intense. The Cowboys started this week off bad, but they get some time off to relax and get ready and focus up. Because there's a lot going on. Everybody thinks Jason Garrett going to get fired. He could potentially get fired. I'm not sure. Uh, I thought, I mean, if he do get fired, you're about four years too late. But, hey, you know what I'm saying? But Jerry Jones, he kind of likes owners. that he, he likes coaches that he can control. And Jason Garrett is a guy he can control. That's why after the games, Jerry Jones is the one getting interviewed by the press and not Jason Garrett. Because it's Jerry Jones' team and not Jason Garrett's. And I think the Cowboys going to be in a funk as long as that kind of runs like that. It's kind of like the Al Davis thing. Like, you know, with all due respect, God bless the dead. But when Al was trying to make it to where he was bigger than the team, it was like, come on, man. And you got to be a part of this. And you got to be a part of that. It's like, no, you put all these guys in places and coaches in places to do these things and GMs and scouters and directors of player personnel. You put all these people in order to make your team go. You just literally you just biting checks. You know what I'm saying? And he wants to be too involved with. Who getting reps? Who playing on what series? What plays to run? Who's the matchup for the week? So it's just it's looking real. It just looks real bad for the Cowboys right now. But I'm just, hopefully in this offseason, maybe if they do fire Garrett, Jason Garrett, maybe they get somebody with some toughness and uh, Jerry Jones takes a back seat and lets let some coach and maybe they can get back to their winning ways like way way back in the day when he let Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells run the team. And he ran those guys out because, obviously, they didn't listen. But, hey, man, as long as you win it, I feel like it don't matter. But that's not the, that's not Jerry Jones. He likes people to be like, man, Jerry, you did that. And it's like, no, nah, man, you will still get that same credit if you just hand the reins off. They're going to let you know that everybody going to know. Everybody know that this your squad. People know more about Jerry Jones than they do the Cowboys player. So... Just focus on controlling the, the 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 stuff you can, man. It's quit trying to be bigger than the star, because you blocking the star. And I don't know if Jerry Jones know that, but he's definitely blocking the star. I don't I don't got nothing else to say about them Cowboys. We're gonna talk about these Week 14 games because we got some doozies, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, we already had the Thursday game with the Cowboys and the Bears. I ain't gonna talk about it no more. But we got another 10 o'clock game. That everybody gonna be up for, and they're gonna be watching. And it's the Niners traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints in the dome. Niners 10 and 2, Saints 10 and 2. It's another one of them first place games, y'all. Another one of them first place games. And um, I'm taking the Niners this week, and strictly because, man, great teams don't lose back to back. And I know New Orleans got this firepower, but to me, you gotta be able to run the ball to beat the Niners. And Man, Alvin Kamara, he's I, – I think them losing Mark Ingram, it, it, it threw off the balance of their running back tandem. Kamara's still having an okay season. He's doing his thing, but 
he's not making the impact like he was last year because everybody's now game planning for him. You don't have to game plan for uh, Latavius Murray. You got a game plan for Mark Ingram. And I think that's just like the biggest problem. And I know they're going to try to throw the ball to Michael Thomas. They're going to put him on the left side a lot. He's not going to really be in front of Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman stays stationary. So the Saints and Michael Thomas ain't waiting people who want to prove a point and be like, oh, let's let's go line up in front of Sherman. Like, no, nah, you're going to stay over there. We'll go over here and pick on these dudes over here. And we'll march down the field, which is possible. But I just think too much Niners pass rush. Uh, I'm not sure if the Saints going to be able to stop the run. Both their middle linebackers is going to be out. Um, Kiko Alonso and uh, AJ Klein both going to be out for this game. So that's a big hit right up the middle. And you know the Niners going to run the ball right into your front TV screen. So I'm definitely taking the Niners on the road. I told you great teams don't lose back-to-back. So uh, I'm taking the Niners on the road. You know what I'm saying? Plus four. We got Bengals. Uh, 1-11 traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. The Browns disappointed me last week. I said they was going to win seven of their last eight. Just they lost, but I expected them to lose to the Ravens in the second go-round and win all the other games. Now I kind of need them to win all the rest of their games, which is, I don't know if it's possible, but they take on the 1-11 Cleveland Bengals. Cleveland Bengals versus Cleveland Browns. Hmm, who would have knew? I'm taking the Browns, though. Bengals are really if the Browns lose this one, I I can't I don't even know what to tell y'all. If the if the Browns lose this one to the Bengals and the Bengals roll off two straight, I already think Freddie Kitchen should be fired at the end of the season. But if they lose this game to the Bengals at home, Freddie Kitchen should not make it, should not leave Cleveland as a coach. He should be fired on the spot if they lose to the Bengals on Sunday. But I'm taking the Browns, and, and and that's all it is to it. Broncos take on the Texans, and they travel to Houston to take on the Texans. Broncos four and eight, Texans eight and four. Texans should win this game. They got a rookie quarterback coming in. But obviously, I'm taking the Broncos because, like I told you, it's a division game. You know, I don't like nobody in the AFC South. So, go Broncos. We got Colts six and six traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks at five and seven. I'm taking the Bucks. Because you already know I don't want the coach to win. Go Bucks, And I like Jameis. Florida State alum. You already know. Dolphins, 3-9. and nine, Travel 2-4 and eight, four and 8 Jets. Jets might not have no Le'Veon. Still no C.J. Mosley. I really think this is a Dolphins win. And it's not even going to be an upset. This is a Dolphins win. The Dolphins should win this game. On the road and everything. The Jets look really bad too. So they definitely need to get it together. We got the three eight and one Lions traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Vikings are gonna bounce back from a loss they just took to Seattle on Monday night. Clean the clean the Lions up real smooth and knock them boys out. Vikings win easy. Five and seven Panthers travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Three and nine. I, I'm taking the, I'm taking the Falcons in an upset. Julio come back. Austin Hooper come back at home. Panthers just fire around Rivera. Maybe going through a little little turmoil. I think they go ahead and the Falcons get another win and they sweep the series versus the Panthers this year. And the, 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 the other big morning game is Ravens-Bills. Ravens travel to New York to take on the Bills, 10-2. The Bills, 9-3. The Bills could tie for first place with the Patriots in the in the uh, AFC East with a win. I got the Ravens in this game because I think the Ravens defense will cancel out that Bengals offense. I mean, Bills offense. But for the Bills to win this game, they got to keep Lamar Jackson off the field with their running game. 
They seen the remedy. They seen that they can be ran off off the edges. If they can do that, they can pull off an upset. And then Redskins travel to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Redskins three and nine. Packers nine and three. Packers win that game. I ain't got to get too deep into that. Just make sure y'all Redskins sign a coach that's gonna work with Dwayne Haskins. That's all I can say about the Redskins. The one o'clock games. Chargers travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Both of them four and eight. I'm taking the Chargers. We got the Chiefs eight and four traveling to Foxborough to take on the ten and two Patriots. That should be another good game. Uh, I want to say high scoring, but if it's high scoring, it's only going to be one-sided. So the Patriots got to keep this game low, which is possible. And I'm taking the Patriots in the upset. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think the team that scores 27 win this game. I think the Patriots can win this game 27-23. Our Titans travel to the town to take on the Raiders. I'm trying to be at that thing on Sunday. Titans 75, Raiders in 6-6. Six and six. I truly believe whoever loses this game could potentially – the Raiders, for sure, if they lose, their playoff hopes are done. If we lose, ours could potentially be done because our schedule ain't real favorable to us at the end of the year. So um, we definitely got to secure this win. Of course, I'm taking the Titans. We got the Steelers traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Steelers 75, Cardinals 3-8-1. I'm taking the Cardinals at home. I did a big upset on the Steelers because the Browns couldn't do it. and The Browns broke my heart. <laughs> the Sunday night game, we got the 10 and 2 Seahawks traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. They 7 and 5. Rams trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. Unless the Vikings stumble really, really hard and lose another two or three games. I can't see the Rams making the offs. I got the Seahawks winning anyway. On the road, Russell Wilson, another MVP performance. Dangerous. He's gonna go ahead and get it done for us. Seahawks will take that one. In the last game of the week, the Monday night game. We got the Giants at 2-10, traveling to Philly to take on the 5-7 Eagles. The Eagles need this win. Word on the street is OG Eli about to come back and play because Daniel Jones is suffering from an uh, injury. I'm not sure exactly to what part, but um, he's definitely suffering from an injury, and they're saying Eli going to get the start this week. So shout out to Eli, getting him one more chance to spin. Um, but I'm taking the Eagles. Eagles need this win because they got to stay close to the Cowboys. Cowboys just took a loss on Thursday for them. So they win this. They can be tied for the Cowboys. Actually, they'll be half a game because Cowboys six and six. So they'll be a half a game behind the boys. But they still play at the end of the year. And obviously, the winner of that game will take the division and make the playoff. And the other team going to go home. So um, big game for the Eagles. They got to go ahead and win that game. It's going to be a big week of football. I know I'll be tuned in starting at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm pretty sure y'all will be too. Again, I want to thank everybody who tuned in and listen every week to the podcast. I'm truly, truly thankful. I can't thank y'all enough. I'm literally going to try to thank y'all every episode I can. Y'all know who y'all are, man. And I, I'm truly blessed to be able to do this, man. If you don't, if man, tell a friend, tell a neighbor to download the Anchor app or download Spotify and get to bring in the World Podcast because y'all know I'm bringing good sports knowledge. Y'all know I got the juice, man. Y'all know I know this sports talk stuff, man. Uh, hoop, getting deeper into it. Once football season starts to slow down, I'm going to jump in the hoop because by the time I get focused in the hoop, it should be, they should be almost at all-star break, so we should be able to really dig into hoop. And I got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. There's so many storylines going on, so... I'm definitely going to transition over to hoop. I'm going to still talk my NFL offseason talk when it's go time. I'm actually watching the Oregon-Utah game right now. It's a good one. Oregon is here to play. They're trying to upset Utah right now. Again, y'all, thank y'all. 
I'm D Wood. This the Bringing the Wood podcast. Y'all know I bring the wood like nobody else. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you. To everybody out there that's at work, on their way home from work, leaving work, going to work, happy fuck work Friday. You already know. Go to work and do the least amount of work as possible. Fuck work. Thank y'all. It's the Bringing the Wood podcast. I'm D Wood. I just brought the wood. Y'all have a good night.